All You Need to Know, the NDTV Profit Podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning and happy Monday to you. This is the Daily Morning Update from NDTV Profit and I'm Alex Matthew. Over the next few minutes, we'll tell you everything that you need to know to start your day on the right note. Today is the 5th of February. In the top news, global markets are reacting to comments by Fed Chair Jerome Powell in an interview aired yesterday. He said that the central bank would proceed carefully with interest rate cuts this year and likely will move at a considerably slower pace than the market expects. Already, traders are pushing back on expectations of the first rate cut. According to a Bloomberg report, bets for a rate cut in March by the Fed have fallen to around 20% on Friday from almost 40% on Thursday. That's because the US economy remains resilient in the face of higher interest rates. In fact, the US job market smashed expectations in January with a surprise hiring pickup, according to government data that was released on Friday. As many as 353,000 jobs were added in January after December's figure was significantly revised upwards to 333,000, according to the Department of Labor. The unemployment rate held steady at 3.7% and in January, wage gains also rose more than anticipated at 0.6% from the previous month. All of that prompted selling in bonds, which pushed the yield on the 10-year treasury close to 4.1%. It had fallen to below 4% last week. Now, turning to news from back home, it has come to light that inadequate know-your-customer procedures, which led to questionable transactions worth crores of rupees, was one of the major reasons for the Reserve Bank of India to impose stringent curbs on Paytm Payments Bank on the 31st of January. That's what sources have told NDTV Profit. Over 1,000 users were found to have linked the same PAN to their accounts. Meanwhile, the Confederation of All India Traders has advised traders to switch from PTM to other payments apps days after the RBI's fresh strictures on the payments bank. In other news, the Singapore International Arbitration Centre has denied the application for emergency interim relief by Sony against Z Entertainment Enterprises. The emergency arbitrator has also said that it has no jurisdiction or authority to injunct Z from approaching the national company law tribunal to implement the merger scheme as the matters fall under the statutory system and are for the NCLT to decide. Now, fast-moving consumer goods companies have reported single-digit volume growth with improved margins in most segments during the December quarter, helped by moderating commodity inflation, though the operating environment remained challenging. Some of the companies also reported a decline in their top-line numbers as they extended the benefits of softening commodity prices to consumers by lowering prices. That had a bearing on their gross sales numbers. That's based on data compiled by NDTV Profit and it's in a report that you can read on the website. Companies such as HUL, ITC, Marico, Dabur and Godrej Consumer Products said that urban markets continued their moderate growth while consumer demand from rural India remained subdued even as they expect an improvement in the coming quarters. In international news, Houthi rebels have promised to respond to US and British-led airstrikes after dozens of targets of the Yemen-based rebel group were struck. The US and its allies targeted Houthi sites as part of an effort to end the militant group's attacks on commercial ships in the Red Sea, and that's according to a report by Bloomberg. It was the biggest attack since the initial strikes on the 11th of January, 
which were also carried out jointly by the US and UK. A Houthi spokesperson said that the strikes would not go without response and punishment, and the US has in fact promised more strikes. Now, Brent was trading at around $77.5 to the barrel, down from the recent highs of over $83. In international markets this morning, it's a relatively muted start for equity markets in the Asia-Pacific region, with two of the three early rises trading lower by over a percent. And with that, it's over to Neeraj Shah for the trade setup for the day in India. Morning, Neeraj. How are we looking at the start of the week? Good morning, Alex. Uh, And... You know, a bit of a risk on environment per se, uh, but uh, we had a bit of a nifty day on Friday. There is a bit of uh, geopolitical stress in the world, but it doesn't look like the world markets are, are re- the oil markets are really uh, getting bothered by that. So that's the other thing to keep in mind. Now, you know, for our markets in particular, the global setup is not all that bad. Uh, the second half sell-off on Friday somehow spoiled the party market-wide, except for PSU PSU stocks. And now it's kind of stepping back a bit and looking at what's happening uh, for the last few days or weeks. Uh, since December 14th, 2023, so give or take about two months, the Nifty is now wedged in this 800-point band. It's moving between 21,200 to 22,000 and just kind of being there. So in, in a sense, it's a 3% total band, which is not very large. So we've kind of been consolidating and very likely that that might continue as well. Um, there's a lot of uh, action in PSUs by and large. It's almost an unstoppable mode. And very likely that riding that trend with stop loss is a better way to play this as opposed to trying to preempt when is it that this will stop. Because somehow um, the best of minds are saying that, you know, that the stocks are moving even higher, even after they are being sold. So there's just this very strong momentum within the PSUs. In Friday's session as well, from an NBCC to SCI to EIL to BPCL, some very strong price and volume action seen in some of these stocks as well. So that's one pocket to watch out for, for sure. But it's a big day for earnings, lots of numbers. And aside of Tata Motors, which has just had this fabulous quarter, very strong profit performance, almost everything falling right, brokerage is constructive, and SBI, which has kind of missed the mark a little bit, if you will, um, you know, the reported numbers at least were below estimates, but it was a steady quarter X of that one-time pension provisions. And the valuations are in favor because the standalone bank arguably still trades at 1.1, 1.2 times 2020, FY25, adjusted book value and the point is a lot of longs were added since mid-jan the stock is up 14 percent does it correct a little bit who knows maybe you know what will correct today is upl need to mark that stock revenues were down 27 percent margins at 4.2 percent versus 21.7 can can you see the kind of correction in margins that's happened as a result of which they were a net loss versus a profit of 1300 crores a net loss of 1600 crores the tra- trailing 12-month loss is 718 crores. That's quite something, really. Even if the things reverse, FI24 has been a forgetful year, forgettable year for UPL. And there's one more thing plaguing them, is, uh, which is something I spotted in a normal bank note. It says that the weak results and the high net debt of 310 billion, which is 31,000 crores, 
raises concerns on sustaining investment grade rating given the subdued Q4 outlook that is likely to cap the FY24 EBITDA at maybe 4,000 crores as per their estimates. Now, this 4,000 crores of EBITDA could result in net debt to EBITDA overshooting the cap required to maintain investment grade. Can we see that happening on UPL is the key thing. So let's wait and watch. Uh, but that certainly remains a stock in focus. Um, from amongst the larger ones, what did well aside of Tata Motors was Interglobe Aviation revenues up 30%, EBITDA up 40%, net profit substantially higher, nearly double, more than double of the net profit. Uh, massive free cash flow generate, uh, sitting on the books right now, um, nearly 20,000 crores, if you will. Uh, could they do a buyback? Uh, well, who knows? That's something that we kept in mind as well for Interglobe Aviation. I was looking at some brokerage notes and they seem to be very, very constructive uh, for Interglobe Aviation. Kotak in particular was very, very uh, bullish on this one. Uh, so do watch out uh, for that as well. In their note, of course, Kotak is saying that uh, the network advantages at play. Uh, Indigo is well prepared on the PNW issue as well. They have revised the target price to 3700 from 3300 earlier. So watch out for that one in the session today. What else? Uh, from amongst the larger names, uh, I've already mentioned UPL. Uh, as well as Interglobe Aviation, Tata Motors, and well as BI. Now some other numbers. Delivery had a solid quarter. Revenues up 20%. EBITDA of 100 crores versus a loss of 73. Net profit at 11.7 crores versus a loss of 195 crores. Brokerages have upped their EBITDA estimates by approximately 10% for FI25 and 26. So to watch out for this stock. T-Tagger uh, lived up to its billing. 24% uptick in revenue. Margins expand from 9.5 to 11.5, net profit of 129%. Good, good showing for this one. Um, not a great showing for Divgi top transfer. Revenues were down or flattish, but EBITDA was down 29%. Margins at 20.5 versus 28.4, as a result of which net profit too was down. So watch out for Divgi top transfer. It's not a cheap stock, may react a little bit. Some other smaller numbers include an Ariant Capital or a CDSL or a Salasar Tech, all of which had some very strong performance. And Gujarat Alkalis and GHCL, which had forgettable performance. In Gujarat Alkalis case, Q3 EBITDA was down 97%. Uh, GHCL saw the margins come off from 33 to 18.74%. So that stock too could see a bit of a corrective move. I think the case of Ariant Capital and CDSL, the capital market plays good numbers, good income for Ariant revenue double. So watch out for that one as well. And last but not the least, some pharma observations. So you or you all been the pharma, the stock had fallen midweek. Everybody's wondering why. Now we probably know the reason. USFDA inspection of Telangana unit closed with nine inspections. The companies temporarily stopped manufacturing on certain lines. And Jubilant Farmano is the other one. USFDA has issued four observations on the root key unit. So both of these stocks certainly in focus today. Watch out for a clutch of earnings that come out later today as well. Some important names out there. And of course, we're counting down to RBA policy. Let's see what the MPC has in store for us. With this, it's back to you, Alex. Thanks, Neeraj. And as always, thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great Monday and an even better week ahead. 